Well, hello everyone. I'm Heather. And this is Kara. And welcome back to episode two of our podcast, I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. <laughs> so it is a free-flowing stream of consciousness covering a specific topic for the episode, but it will no doubt splinter off into many other things sprinkled with pop culture references. Uh, so for those of you and who I'm sure who didn't listen to the fascinating episode one based solely on jigsaw puzzles. I mean, if you didn't listen to it in its entirety, that was entertaining. That was probably the most entertaining episode one podcast that I think has ever been created. But I might be a little biased. <laughs> so uh, with that... Um, epic buildup. We're going to jump in to episode two and today we are going to be uh, covering something that's very timely. Self-isolation or quarantine. The two terms that are being used while you're at home they got rid of the shelter in place because the shelter in place, I feel like they use for hurricanes, hur hur hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, definitely not floods. You need to get to higher ground. You not shelter in mostly place. Mostly like natural disasters. Right. Um, which I suppose this COVID-19 could arguably be a natural yeah, disaster. Yeah, but you know, with Mark Wahlberg. It was with the bees. They've kind of gone away from the shelter in place to the self-isolation. And that and self isolation is when you are healthy and you want to remain healthy not, and, and you, not infected. Right. Um, so you are you know, being isolated in your own personal dwelling. And then quarantine is when you are actually sick and you are Again, being isolated because you don't want to get others sick. So basically, I guess the you know the word quarantine is the is the flash, the hashtag, the buzzword because it maybe it's more snappy. It's easier to say quarantine. I mean, I know Leonardo DiCaprio is just like, oh my god, I'm never gonna get get away from that because even the Aviator, oh, he yes. had to spell quarantine and then. While you know, Q Q is for quarantine. He spelled the letters for quarantine while he was washing his hands, and then when he, he was which, done spelling, then he knew his hands were clean. Which I think, why have why has the news or or the Oscars or Leonardo DiCaprio himself share a video of him properly? Scorsese would be down. I think he would. They'd be like, hey, you know, we've already gotten it in the can, right? And he is washing his hands properly using technique with black of, soap. Which, with black soap, I know that, he. I know he explained it, but I don't remember. But we're getting away. We haven't even announced the topic. Anyway, that we're what doing. what I was going to say was that the stages of self isolation, aka quarantine, are first you buy all the toilet paper. Second stage is you do all the jigsaw puzzles, which which we're on. Third. Third stage is start a podcast. Okay. And then fourth stage, of course, is banana bread. So today we're going to talk about banana bread. Everybody's baking right now. So 
I've always enjoyed a banana nut muffin. Um, I enjoy them. They're great. And then, you know, when the lockdown happened, all of a sudden I just saw everybody's posting about making banana bread. Now, perhaps I should have done the research before we started. I don't know why banana bread is suddenly the self-isolation, a.k.a. quarantine baking good of choice. I I don't know. I think the reason why, the first time that I went grocery shopping um, after there was the beginning of the lockdown of the closing of businesses and I went to the grocery store I went to go into the fruits and vegetables the fresh um, area the produce and all the bananas were gone and I'm like hmm, well that's strange bananas weren't really on my list but I, I find it interesting that all the bananas are gone all the other types of fruit were still there. At that time, there was a theory that went along with the vitamin D. They were saying, oh, if you eat lots of bananas, you will have an increased, be, your, your immune system oh. will, be, will be higher to prevent infection of getting COVID. Uh-huh. Which isn't true. But, um... Not that I, not that I've heard. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, <laughs> but that's what I remember. The last time okay. I physically going into a grocery store was that people were buying as many pounds of bananas as they could get their hands on. No, because if you can't get toilet paper, the next logical choice is to hoard bananas. But I think maybe that with you know. People buy massive amounts of bananas, and then you can't eat them fast enough, so they start to go bad. What do you do with bad bananas? You're not going to throw them away. The next logical thing is, hmm, I've heard that over-ripened bananas, what do you use them for? Banana bread. Everybody knows that you use over-ripened, smashed Yeah, cause because the older bananas. they get, the sweeter they get. Yes. Let's let's do this. So anyway, so the bananas ripened. Uh to where they're just starting to get brown freckles. Um, You can look up online and see a chart of what the banana looks like when it's ready for the banana bread. So uh, I got a banana bread recipe. And I, even though I'm the one that does the vast majority of the cooking here, I'm not very confident when it comes to baking, like desserts or baked treats I'm just not good at it I'm especially not good at making cookies they're just they just can't get a handle on it anyway so I was like okay I'll make this banana bread and we'll see how bad I ruin it anyway uh make follow the directions and I make the banana bread and it turned out really well first try I'd never done it before I just was really careful with the direction and it turned out good and everybody else ate it and said it was good um it was edible Um, and everyone enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, that must be part of the charm is it's, it's very simple to make, even if you've never done it before, it's pretty hard to mess it up. Um, so which that was great. So we enjoyed it so much. We're like, okay, when we get bananas again, um, I'd rather like to try doing a banana muffin to see if there's any difference in the taste. And so I did a banana nut muffin recipe 
And I, I enjoy the muffins more than the bread. <clears throat> I feel like the muffins are much lighter. They're more spongy, convenient, grab and go. They're already individually, hey, pick me up, eat me, I'm ready. Whereas the bread, you know, you have to slice it. And I feel like the bread is more moist. Um, and so you have to stick it in the fridge, which then it's cold and moist. And I, I, I don't want it to be cold when I eat it. You know, the muffins can hang out on the counter. Just put them in a Tupperware and they're good to go. But, um, so I think we've made one banana, banana loaf, and I think two trays of the, two sessions of the banana muffins, which I'm actually going to make some more banana nut muffins today, actually, which is exciting. But Kara does not like nuts in yours, do you? I enjoy peanuts, almonds, cashews, um, walnuts, and things like that on its own, like as a trail mix. Oddly enough, once it's actually placed into food, like a baked good or dessert or in an ice cream, not a fan. I don't feel as though my desserts should have a mystery crunchy pebble in it I the, the one the one thing that I would say that I am very disappointed is back in the day um, B BC before COVID um, was Sammy's wood fire pizza and you get the messy Sunday and the messy Sunday if you didn't know is like a hot fudge Sunday and it it comes in a goblet um, with fudge and caramel and ice cream and whipped cream and nuts. And <laughs> I, but there it's peanuts, right? And they're like minced. They're like and, really small. But but it's still crunchy. And I and I'm the person at the table that I'm so excited about said messy Sunday. But as soon as I go to say we get it without nuts everybody looks at me like i'm the monster like i've officially ruined the dessert because i say i don't want nuts in my ice cream and whipped cream and and hot fudge and it's it's a blanket it is a blanket statement for me of what i of the do's and don'ts for kara is that i don't like nuts in my cookies i don't like nuts in my breads i don't like nut oh the worst is nuts in brownies. What monster, what monster puts nuts in brownies? I love oh. the nuts in oh. the bread, in the muffins, in the brownies, in the cookies. I like it. So this is, so this is the dilemma of our whole lives is that we both live in the same household and we always get by one container or we make one type of baked good and it's i would say at least i don't know 75 percent of the time the tasty treats and baked goods have nuts in them and well I, i'm the one that's usually making the thing 
Unless it's during volleyball season, and then I keep some for myself. But then those don't. But I nuts. made you banana muffins with no nuts. It's true, and they were delightful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they were delightful, and I enjoyed them very much. They were fantastic. They're great. Well, the other thing that I found when I was making the uh, the banana bread and the banana muffin was I came across a recipe that said it was banana muffin cookies oh. and I made I was like what is that because I'm terrible at making cookies so basically what the recipe is <clears throat> is it's a <clears throat> adapted banana nut muffin recipe you don't put nuts in it you put chocolate chips which is a plus <clears throat> and uh, some of the ingredients are changed and you scoop the batter like you and you know with a ice cream scooper or a spoon and put dollops of it on a cookie sheet like you would with a chocolate chip cookie dough but it's you bake it and it's the muffin consistency but it's a little, so disc. little disc it's a little disc and what pops out and I was like and I, I baked it and it actually worked out and I was like, oh my gosh, you know what this is? It's the Seinfeld episode. Just the tops. Just the top of the, the, top of the muffin cafe where, where they would bake the muffins, rip off the tops, and discard the stump. That's exactly what I would describe these as. And um, they're great. It's uh, the banana nut muffin recipe with no nuts. Um, you put chips. chocolate chips and it's just the top of the muffin, which is great when you don't feel like having an entire muffin, you just want a little muffin dot. It's good. I recommend it. It's great. I think that it's also important to point out the chocolate chips were not the regular size chocolate chips. No. They were the tiny minis. Very t I mean, I would not even half the size of it. I would say it, a third the size of a normal chocolate chip. Yeah, so very little specks of chocolate. Uh, they're great. They're great. I, I enjoy that because you get more dis even distribution of ch chocolate chips. Yes, and the caramelization on the bottom yeah. from cooking. What, so it was, a, it was a different experience, but I, I enjoyed it. So now I'm torn. I don't know what I'm going to do with those bananas now. Am I going to make the top of the muffin chocolate chip? Or am I going to make the the light... Well, you know, fluffy you know what I'm going to for. <laughs> the no-nut one? Yeah. And the plus the chocolate one? Yeah. Oh, they're good. They're good. Now, I have to say also, when we were doing research before we made, before Heather made or attempted to make the banana bread, we did reference some social media videos. And it was like, oh, here's four recipes in one shot in one video that showed the four different types of, of, of banana bread. And one, I have to say, you have to be, I understand that these videos were made BC before COVID. Um, but one, I was like, if I saw that at a party, I would be like, who are you? You are a monster. And what it was is it was a banana nut chocolate chip loaf and then they had cut it out like and made a boat a bread boat and then they poured hot 
melted chocolate like a fondue and they go okay and then dip it and then tear it apart with your bare hands no and i, I heather and i feel exactly the same way about community dips and food um which you know what this whole covid thing might just do away with that which i could not be happier um i don't like community food on tables but you know there was that commercial where it showed the people using their fingers to dip it and then they would like eat it off their hands and it was horrifying that's what that video showed and i was like my god you know so you're saying that fondue was a fondant right even though i'm a big fan of chocolate and don't get me wrong a chocolate fountain in, in in theory, sounds like an amazing idea. But the same thing, you know people are licking it. You know they are. Double dipping. <laughs> but the other thing that was also, because there was banana bread, I was like, you know what? I feel like people have strong opinions and really enjoy zucchini bread. No. And I was like, I've never eaten zucchini bread in my life. And I enjoy zucchini normally, you know, with as a side dish or... We have a we have a um, stuffed zucchini boat recipe, which is really good. Um, but I was like, okay, well, you know, it it has to be good, or else how how else would people be so excited? When it, like I have mem have seen people post like, oh my god, you guys, I'm so excited, I'm making zucchini bread, and then people like all these comments are like. Oh my God, that is my favorite. I will be there in five minutes. Ha ha ha, JK. Anyway, so I was like, all right, well, now's the time. If ever there was a time to make zucchini bread, now's the time. So flash forward, it's bad. No one, everyone took one bite and I feel like they're being nice. Like, yeah, it's good. And I was like, hmm. I And I tasted it. And the thing is, is that it wasn't, it didn't taste terrible. It just didn't taste good. Like, if you were hungry and there was no food in the house, and you're like, I could live off this. I could survive. <laughs> but it was like a lot of work and a lot of materials, and I, it was just not worth the payoff at all. But, again, I'd never made it before, and it entirely could be the recipe. I mean, there could have been ingredients that maybe, maybe, maybe really good zucchini bread had special ingredients that I was not aware of to make it taste good uh, but what I felt like the zucchini did was the zucchini made it very very moist and um, hearty is what I felt like the zucchini's job was and the zucchini did its job but it did nothing for tasting good so I used to work at a at a restaurant that would deliver delicious breakfast based baked goods so we're talking um different types of loaves like uh muffins uh different types of like cinnamon rolls um even like pop tarts um scones uh brownies cookies all sorts of stuff so we used to get three different types of loaves um and we would one was banana nut and it was delicious. One was a lemon poppy seed, which was by far, in a way, my favorite. Because it was, like, such a special treat. It had so much sugar in the glaze on top. Oh. Um, and it was tart with a lemon. Delicious. Uh, and then there was the zucchini bread. 
it was very popular with the older customers. Um, they seemed to enjoy it a lot. And I was like, well, I, you know, there's, when you slice the loaf, it didn't, it came as a loaf and then we would slice it, um, as you went and as you served it. And so by the end of the loaf, there's like the little stumpy end. And so, you know, you're not going to sell that or serve it to a customer. Maybe you cut it up and give it as samples. But I was like, oh, I wonder what this tastes like. And I thought it was, I don't want to say gross, but it was not tasty. Out of all the things that you could possibly buy, the least favorite. Bottom of the rung. I mean, that I would, I, I, no, I, 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 I just, there was nothing about it that I liked at all. The texture, <clears throat> the flavor, um, and again, like you said, you know, you made it. And then you're like, how does it taste? And I, and you don't want to be mean because you see how long she spent on it. But I was like, I, if I could have spit it out in a napkin, I would have. And how you know, if you watch baking shows or if you watch cooking shows and they're trying to convey like, oh, this is delicious. This is great. And they don't go back in for a second bite. That's how you know. No, it's not worth it. Yeah, there's a particular cooking show that we like to watch, and it's a panel of four people. And each person makes a dish, and then all the people, the other people on the panel, um, taste it and say what they like about it. And we, there's always two people that are really, really honest. And, but you got to watch them because they're in the corner of the TV because the camera knows not to shoot them. <laughs> their reactions because they're going to tell the truth and the two two other people be like, oh this is so delicious oh this is fantastic and it's always one of the one of the two is always the one that made it oh yeah which that's like come on man and oh this is i'm gonna make this all the time uh, and it's and usually it, the super hoity-toity foodie yeah that's like oh Ooh, this is I, I'm, different i'm detecting different does not mean good i'm detecting different notes it's so unique and oh this is so bright or no unctuous no. or whatever but anyway the other two are in the corner and they quietly take, take a bite and they side eye the two that just to look at each other and have like a te telepathic i don't think so and they just they don't put it down and they don't spit it out but they just hold they like freeze where they are and they do not comment and they do not take a second bite and if the other two like notice that they haven't said they go well did you guys eat it and they go yep what'd you think we think you did a great job it was different <laughs> it's definitely different than the way i would have made it but anyway so the zucchini bread we made everybody took a bite and said oh all right it's good i did not <laughs> I just said it's not for me. Yeah. I said so, it's not for me. Because I'm not so, a big zucchini person in the first place. Yeah. I felt like it was like a, like a parent trying to make their child eat more vegetables. Well, yeah. It was supposed to be good for you, too. So I figured, oh, it would be good for breakfast, you know. But it was just a no. So I cut it up. 
I put it in a Tupperware and it went in the fridge. And then days later I looked and, and there was no difference in the quantity of the chunks. Um, it was just not moving. People didn't want it. So it got smushed and crumbled and I threw it outside um, so that the outdoor birds could partake and enjoy. And fast forward two days later, um, none of the chunks were gone. The so, birds didn't even eat it. No, the birds didn't want it. So it was an all around fail um, on the zucchini bread. But, <laughs> but the birds, I don't know if you've been able to hear them, we're recording outside. Um, we got a 10, 10 pound bag of bird seed uh, before the lockdown. And we decided that we would make a little area in our backyard for the neighborhood birds. And let me tell you, it's been a huge success. Um, we have a free for all. We've had sparrows, we've had finches, doves, crows, hummingbirds, even the humming parrots. Uh, parrots. Even the hummingbirds don't eat the seeds; they um, drink from their hummingbird feeder, their sugar water. Um, but it's it's awesome. It's been really nice. Um, we've had some sparrows have set up shop um, nesting in the bushes and a hummingbird has made a nest. I don't, and I think the crow is living in the palm tree um, in the front of the yard. And I don't know where the doves live, but it seems like they hang out in our, our big which, tree. Which I think it's important to mention that, I mean, there was for some time, uh, many years ago where we had a family of raccoons that lived in our tree and under the house and then we had possums and skunks um and so this year i kid you not i thought we had a damn owl living in our tree because you would hear it and you know i finally said it out loud and heather goes no, those are, that, that's the sound the doves make. Because they go, hoo-hoo. And, and I was like, no. And sure enough, there's two, two sets of doves that live in the tree or nesting in the, in the tree uh, in, by our backyard in one of our neighbor's yards. And sure enough, there they are. There's a, those doves, and they're making hooting sounds. And I was like, "What in the world?" I've seen hawks before, but uh, not 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 recently, not this year. Mm. But I have in the past. One time when I was walking um, near the cliff, near the ocean on the cliffs, uh, BC before COVID, um, I saw a hawk coming up from where the ocean was up the cliff and overhead and he had a full fish <gasps> in his talons what? yes and he landed on top of a telephone pole on the flat top of a telephone pole and started ripping the fish parts that he didn't want off and they were falling to the ground and it was i'd never seen that before and i was just like wow that is just carnage i'm sure the seagulls were excited oh it was terrible i mean just rip i was like wow that that's something it was yeah so now the birds i 
I've been hearing that lots of people have been become um, more avid about the birds in their yard because they're you know on self-isolation or quarantine they're looking out the windows so right now um, there's a sparrow pecking at the seeds that we have on the ground and it's a variety pack of seeds so there are definitely certain types of seeds that the sparrows enjoy way more and the doves like a certain type of seed and the crow will eat the corn. Um, this bag that we got was very corn heavy. And the crows, I think it's just because the crows are bigger. They like the bigger, the bigger corn. So, but I can't get close enough to the sparrow to see which one is the one they're eating. But we also put down two water bowls. Because um, I was like, oh, well, if they're eating, they're probably thirsty too. So they've been, they've been drinking out of the water. And then there's a dirt patch and they've been taking dirt baths, the little sparrows. It's so cute. So it's, it's an entertainment center back here. It's pretty great. And then yesterday for the first time, we saw a little family, uh, a boy sparrow, girl sparrow, and a baby sparrow, but the spar baby sparrow has all of its feathers. So it's really cute. It's just really small. And they're hopping around in the seed and the parents are feeding the seeds to the baby and i'd never seen it before i was like wow it's so cool and the and the hummingbird will come and he'll feed out of the hummingbird feeder and our particular hummingbird feeder it has four <laughs> little spouts and the hummingbird will drink out of all four spouts because i think he's looking to see if there's different flavors on the different spouts it's not but he likes to check anyway it's pretty awesome. Were you going to criticize my um, orange muffins? Is that no! what was going to happen? Is that no! why you wanted to go back to the baking? No, but uh, no, we're going back to the baking because that is supposed to be the, the subject of the podcast. People are, people are tuning in and I don't want them to be like, oh, I thought this podcast was about, about baking. And then Joe Schmeller over here is talking about birds, the aviary the makeshift aviary that has happened in our backyard it's what uh, the birds want they wouldn't do it if they didn't uh, want it i you know no i was not going to criticize your uh orange muffins which they turned out good but when they turned out super light super fluffy and we bit into them and they taste like cornbread which we have had we've tried to make good cornbread in the past and it always turns out like a brick and i know hockey that puck i mean I ridiculous bread's supposed to be a denser muffin or bread but it was again not good uh, and not restaurant uh in r.i.p soup plantation that had cornbread that actually had corn in the bread which you know to each their own but RIP, the crows would love it yes um so it's amazing that you went to make orange muffins and by accident you made court the exact correct density and flavor of a cornbread which it was, was like what because there's yeah it's not even close to being the recipe for a cornbread so but. yeah so i so we ended up making chili and having the chili and the cornbread and I'm going to keep the recipe because it's like if you ever need cornbread, 
You need a couple oranges, apparently. Which is like, what? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 it also makes me think about the Friends episode. About Phoebe's grandma, or Phoebe's mother's... Oh, Nisle Tollhouse. And, and you have Monica that's trying to just make cookies all sorts of different ways, different batches, and makes like 30 different batches, and uh, ends up that the recipe is on the back of the Nestle Tollhouse <laughs> oh bag, God. and it's like, this is why you're burning in hell. Which in... In, you're and they're making the different versions they're trying to taste to get closer and closer and I think I believe it was batch number 13 I'm not sure or 17 someone someone can look it up and tell me um, that batch number 13 makes Ross vomit. vomit and it's like what and they never disclose what was in batch 13 but it's like what could they have possibly put in the cookies? Nuts. Nuts? Oh. Did they put nuts in there? I don't know. Maybe that's on the bonus features. And if you buy the entire the box, archive. The box set? <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't think we've, so far other than the zucchini bread, um, we're not really big on baked goods. We prefer to just purchase them. We will we will pay the currency for you to give me the baked goods, and um, I, like I, I I mean we've even tried Heather's even tried to make bagels. Oh, the bagel incident! Yeah, we so, couldn't get bagels for a minute. Could not get bagels, and we're like, you know what? We've got a lot of. Um, We've got flour. We've got flour. We've got all the stuff that you would think you would need for bagels. And so I found uh, oh, so I found one recipe that was titled, You Won't Believe How That You Only Need Three Ingredients to Make Bagels. And I was like, well, that, that does sound awfully suspicious. You're right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it, and, but I will give it a try. So I, I, I gave it a shot. I followed the directions. And I mixed it, put it in the oven, and I pulled out the sheet. And on the sheet, it, it looked like I had indeed made bagels. To the naked eye, yeah. to, before before touching attempted bagels, they looked like bagels. So we're like, oh, okay, all we need to do is sc pop them off, off the, the pan and let them cool on a plate. And went to pick it up, and it completely disintegrated into sawdust it was a f an absolute joke it was like oh yeah you spend an hour doing everything ha but what was funny is that heather's like okay the bagels are done and all i gotta do is scrape them off and i come around the corner i go where are they and she goes it, and it was literally like a pile of ash yeah it was like what happened she goes, they broke apart. I'm like, no way. It was like they were little tiny vampires and they had been exposed to the sun. They were a pile of ash. It was which, a joke. Which, again, we tossed to the birds. They wouldn't even eat they it. They did not. They were like, no thanks. 
What is this, a joke? I don't eat sawdust. I don't eat your discards. I may eat seeds from the dirt, but I have standards. <laughs> so that was a fail. And so I was like, you know what? I I was going to make a bagel. I'm determined. They're, bagels are not going to defeat me. I'm going to make a bagel. So, of course, I find another recipe that says, oh, these are authentic New York style bagels. And I go, okay, well, let's not get too excited. So, anyway. Which we all know. You know, 20 ingredients. We all know what makes a New York bagel a New York bagel. The water? It's the water. Yeah. yeah I, I shout out to, to Vincent and Vinny and Sal. Shout out to them because that, that, I, I learned that from them because they're from New York. And they said that's that's what makes the bagel. It's the water. So I made it with our California water. And the bagels I made, I made what, some of them with everything bagel seasoning. And then I made one with um, cinnamon and brown sugar seasoning. And they came out and they did. They were, they were like, didn't disintegrate. They were puffed up. They were, you could pick them up. Nothing happened, and you could bite into it, and it tasted just like bread. But, I mean, they were fully formed, and, you know, they looked like a bagel. They were around, but they just tasted like a piece of bread. Nothing special. Just, meh, here you go. Do you, you have an empty stomach, and you need it to not starve? Here's, you need four here's serving, a homemade you need here's four a homemade serving, bagel. You need four servings of bread at once. Oh, God. Here you go. Here's a bagel. So it was just, it was like, meh. I mean, so I felt kind of like I could let it go because I was like, okay, I, 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 I made an almost bagel. You've heard of an everything bagel, but I made an almost bagel. So those, I think half of them got eaten, half of them, again, tossed to the birds. And the birds were like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm kind of trying to slim down for summertime. I want, to be, summer I want to be able to fit into my tree trunk, so I'm going to. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. So, yeah, I won't be making bagels again. And I know that we've attempted in the past. That we know that we don't need to do it again because we've already attempted is to make donuts. Oh. And you have to have so much oil in the dough and, front, and you have to have the thermometer. And I know that some people say, oh, well, you can use like the air fryer or the Instapot. Well, guess what? We have neither of those things. And I'm not going to purchase said air fryer or Instapot just to make donuts. Yes, no. I know you can make other things. But we've already tried to make donuts before, and it wasn't worth it. And I remember that we, after we failed and threw most of the oil-soaked uh, dough in the trash... We drove literally three blocks down the street and bought donuts. And yeah. Like $5. And we're like, wow, this is delicious. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it for like 50 years. So they got I would it rather, down. Again, I would rather just give you the money and you give me the finished product. I, you know, uh, shout out to small businesses like <laughs> bakeries and the donut and the, and the bagel places. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why it's a bagel shop or a donut shop and that's all they do. It's because they know what they're doing. And I appreciate that. It's an art. Yes. And, and I think the, uh, to piggyback <laughs> on the whole what makes, uh, you know, a New York bagel, a New York bagel is the water. There are so many other goods that you have to be very specific 
uh, about the water ratio, and that has got to be pizza. Guess what, guys? I made pizza at home, and it was really good. It was amazing. I There's we would we didn't levels. want we didn't want tiny pizza. This is not what we wanted. There's different levels of homemade pizza. Yeah, but, and by the way, French bread pizza is not pizza. That's French <laughs> That's... bread with marinara. Do you want flatbread? No. Like you know how you can buy loaves of French bread and you yeah. can make garlic bread. Yeah. Well, there's some that would get that, split it in half, and then put marinara, marinara, and meat sauce, and cheese, and melt that, and say that's that's French bread pizza. And it's like Wait, no, I think that's all. That's, I think that's that's enjoyable. I enjoy. I've made that, and it's good, but that's not pizza. I would say that that's on the level of the bagel bites. Yeah. The pizza Same. bagel bites. Same basic. That it's a bagel, a very small bagel. If you have pizza on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. <laughs> or so I've been led to believe. <laughs> what about what about the little the toast? The, what about the pizza rolls? Pizza rolls always sound like a great idea, and then you're so excited when it comes that you burn <laughs> the ever living hell out of your mouth, or and then frozen. you can't even taste or... the other. So your initial. Your initial pizza roll is a huge... I've heard of the marshmallow test with kids. It's the Titino pizza roll test. That is what we should be studying. Because that's just... That is insanity. But they're either... That it's, they're either boiling lava hot and the juices have exploded out the ends. Mm -hmm. Or they're still frozen. Yeah. And the, no in between. There's no in between, like... You could, and the problem is, is as the lava hot one cools, it hardens. So you have a very small window to eat it. So it's like burnt, somewhat enjoyable, not edible at all. I am sorry, pizza you rolls. To, you have to make the whole box at once. Yeah. You huh. can't just eat ice. Anyway. I'm but sorry. I'm sure there are people that know exactly the correct temperature and method and have no idea what we're talking way. about. Let us know. Let me know how you do it because I've never been able to accomplish. So anyway, <laughs> oh my so ears. coming up. <laughs> so when we were high off of our accomplishment of making um, banana nut muffins, we're like, let's try and make homemade pizza. Which, again, and this is before. You know, where they were sticking the stickers on the contact no, just when Everything was shut down, period. Everything was shut down, period. And it's like, what do you do? There's only the grocery store. Um, we need pizza. We need pizza in our life. Yeah. So. How do, what do we do? We I looked up. Pizza. I looked up several recipes online. And I found one that had the best reviews and had the ingredients that we possessed. And, um. So, of course, I did everything um, according to the directions, except I went rogue on the last couple steps because the recipe was for two, two medium pizzas. And I was like, well, why don't I just make one big one and save me the trouble? Well, the reason that you didn't do that is because um, the, the, cook time. the cook time and consistency. the consistent, the bite, um, how, how the dough feels and how much is spread out. So, anyway... I made just the one giant big one and it turned out pretty okay. I mean, it was pretty good. It was like almost, 
I mean, it was as good as a frozen pizza that you get at the grocery store and you heat it up. First try. For a first try. It was like, you know, hot from your oven. And it was pretty good. It got the job done. And so we're very excited. So that gave me the confidence to do it again. Same recipe, but I followed it exactly to what it said. And did the two medium pizzas. And it was... Delightful. So good, you guys. It was really great. And, you know, you could control what's in it, exact amount of toppings and cheese, everything and that you sauce. want. So I like to call myself an amateur pizza connoisseur. As a child, you could put 10 different slices of pizzas from 10 different establishments in front of me. And I could tell you where said pizza slice came from. I enjoy a more doughy pizza crust. Than I would say the average person. I like it. I like when it's more doughy and squishy. Um, and I like a fair amount of sauce. And not to the point where the toppings are going to slide off. But I want, when I bite into a pizza, I should be able to see the layer of sauce when I bite into it. And there's some pizza places that are very light on the sauce and I get disappointed. I think you're a less... A less doughy, less saucy. Me, more yeah, cheese. I am. Yes. The more cheese, if I mean, the more cheese, the better in general. And I love cheese, but you're more of a not so doughy, squishy, yeah, crust person. And I usually don't eat the crust. And guess what, you guys? I ate the crust uh, when we made it at home. There you go. You can, and also you can put whatever you want for the the crust um, flavor. You know, before you bake you it. Do parmesan? You could do I did a mix of Parmesan and um, Italian, Italian seasonings. I did them, and yeah, that's what I did. So it was, it was good. It was good. And we had. I'm here to tell you. We we did uh, we did kind of like what you would call, I guess, a supreme. supreme. We did pepperoni, uh, the pepperoni that was a pre-sliced in the bag. Uh, we shredded our own mozzarella, and we did. Um, Mar we did marinara sauce, you know, like you in the jar that you would put on, you know, spaghetti. That's what we used um, for our sauce. And you don't need a lot, you guys. I thought, I didn't know how much I was going to use, but they, in the directions, it said, you know, you're going to want to load up on the sauce, but don't. Because the more sauce you put on, the longer the baking time is going to be. And again, yeah. remind, I mean, keep in mind, we don't have a... a, a a pizza oven. No, we, we don't, don't have, have a pizza oven. We oven. don't have a pizza, even a pizza stone. Um, a pizza stone is a, a piece of stone that you put in your in oven. your oven um, that act makes it act like a brick oven. Which they're not as expensive as I thought they would be. I thought they would be like a hundred dollars, but they're between. Uh, 30 and 50 30 and 60 dollars i'm not gonna Depending buy on one size i'm not gonna buy one but i mean i was like oh if you were you know into that and, and you so could do I it i would say the the level of quote homemade pizza i think is pretty admirable i mean yes we could have made a homemade sauce Yes, we tried to get the salami, or we tried to get pepperoni as a as a whole tube. tube I don't know what you so call it. So we could slice it. Mm -hmm. We tried, but we couldn't get it. So we got 
the pre-sliced pepperoni bag. But honestly, I, it, you know, it was super thin the way you want it. I would never have been able to get it that thin. So I don't have, what is it? A mandolin. mandolin. Well, you got to be careful with those. Yeah. You got to be aware. Yeah. Um, and then you'd have to go to the hospital, which you can't. Right. Well, you can, but you don't want to. Right. Um, but I would say, I, and I get it, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you're going to make homemade pizza, then you've got to have homemade sauce. And you got to, hey, you know what? Just just slow your roll, okay? I, the, I think the dough, far and away, would is and would be the most difficult thing to make homemade because you have to, I mean, you made the dough like two, three hours before we Yes, even, so the biggest thing was you, you're using yeast and... You have to activate the yeast. You have to activate the yeast and then you've got to put the rest of the ingredients for the dough and then you have to let it rise. So you put in a huge bowl, you cover it with plastic wrap and you have to wait for the yeast and the dough to interact so that it, it goes to double or triple the size that you have. Which I was like, I don't know if this is going to, you know, you know, you put it all the, I'd never used yeast before. And so I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And Galderna, it did. It was so crazy because, you know, you go and you do other stuff and you come in and it's just this huge mound of dough. And it's like, oh my God, it's working. It's like science. It's alive. It was really great. So, you know, if you're wanting to make homemade pizza, that is not a last minute thing. You got to no. be like the night before, you got to be like, okay, I'm going to be making pizza tomorrow. So let me check now to see if I got all the ingredients and then get up at a reasonable time because you got to get started to let that dough activate. Yeah. And then we did uh, a bell peppers uh, and mushrooms. So we needed to cook. The bell pepper. I like soft sautéed bell pepper. I don't really like the raw ones. I mean, I'll eat them in a pasta salad or like if you're having hummus, that's fine to have it raw and crunchy. But if it's in something, I want it cooked and sautéed. I just think it tastes better. And uh, and then we cooked, the cooked and sautéed the mushrooms. And that takes time. So, you know, it's a lot of stuff. It was a lot of work, but I'm, I, I, I have to say that it, it was delightful. It was delicious. I mean, I felt good because it was like we, I, I use the term we very loosely. Let, let's just, let's be honest and give credit where credit is due. That Heather, Heather is the chef. I, I even got her a hat with her name on it because she's Chef Heather. So... The fact that she made the dough, she did the whole process, and made the pizza, and it was delicious and delightful. With so much effort, it was, it was, it's great, because now we know we can make it at home. We don't have to resort to I mean, it's, it's a lot, of, I mean, I would definitely, in the future, order pizza again, because, you know, you order it, and it's here in 30 minutes. Whereas if I'm making it, I, I would say, what, a three-hour process? Maybe. And realistically, in normal times, who has the time to make a three-hour pizza? But right now, we're not going anywhere. But I'm not so. going anywhere right now, so I have the time. But, um, you know, there's a re like I say, like with donuts and like with bagels, there's a reason that there's pizza shops. They know what they're doing. They've got it down. And I think that that is the point, 
of this episode is that we have a point yeah I is would it like break so is it a breaking point no. <laughs> the, the main point the main I, I i would like to hammer home is the fact that we have the time what else are we gonna do you know why not give it a try and say that yes i accomplished something today i i tried and maybe i failed but i tried and you know what maybe one out of the ten recipes is something delicious and good that you can save for the future and maybe make uh you know i it might be something i want to make for my volleyball team as as a tasty treat oh. on on after friday practice or at a tournament you know um instead of just making brownies or rice krispies treats or snickerdoodles which by the way my players love they they eat them by the dozen and i am not exaggerating that they eat them by handfuls um well about 10 years ago i discovered that i was allergic to cinnamon um, my throat closes up and i can't breathe right. Um, which is a tragedy um, because cinnamon is great and it's in so many delicious things. And one of the best cereals of all time, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes. I love they it. Eat, they eat each other. I they love it. They eat themselves, even in the commercials. Oh, they're they, so delicious. And I would suggest that the milk from when you finish, when you the, finish, when you finish the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the milk is the best cereal milk so here's a thought. i mean wow here's just good a question I post to and you. i can't have it anymore and it's here's horrible a I post to so you. if you can eat cinnamon you owe it to yourself to get yourself some cinnamon toast crunch and eat it for me because i can't and enjoy it which are cookies rolled in cinnamon and sugar yeah um here's a question here's a thought what could you use cinnamon toast crunch milk in I don't like, know. I've never tried to make cereal bars. You know, like how there's... Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm sure you could use, in theory, you could use any cereal to make like a Rice Krispie treat. Right. Just, but I'm just trade out any it, cereal you want. If the cinnamon want. toast crunch milk is the best, how could you, you know, save the milk? Just drink it. Oh. Life's too like, short. Just, like just take it. That could be like a horchata it. or something. I... I wonder if it's similar to a heart shot. Or there's know. people out there right now going, It's not the same! You Let don't know. know. Yeah, in the Let comments. Us Let us know. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, thank you so, so much for listening to us today for episode two. Uh, if you had listened to our first episode and uh, sent us comments of encouragement, we thank you so so very much for being so kind um we're hoping that uh we'll just keep it getting better and better as time goes on um when we're getting ready for this show i remembered a quote from ozzy osbourne and i i believe uh i heard him say this when he was doing an interview for one of the behind the music installments and uh he said quite often a band's first album is their best album that they will ever make because at that point in their lives they have literally nothing to lose it is what <laughs> it is what they have been preparing for their entire life and this is their moment to give everything they have 
So, did you just rattle that off from memory? It's a very, it's a very important quote. I uh, wow. And so, what my hope is is that is not the case with us. Um, That our first episode was not our only good one, and I hope that this episode gave you some sort of enjoyment, and maybe you'll come back in the future. And if there's something that you would like us, if you have topics that you think would be great for us to comment and rattle on about please let us know we are open to suggestions we've got the time (laughs) it's true so thank you guys again uh this has been i'm not complaining i'm just asking